Human behavior has always been a mystery. Why do people do what they do? Why do they react one way when we expected something else? How do we learn to understand, connect with, enroll, engage, align with people most effectively? Hi, I'm Christine Kemaford, founder of Smart Tribes Institute, and welcome to our Smart Tribes Crack the Behavior Code podcast. In each episode, you'll learn practical, easy to use tools to better understand and change human behavior. These tools will help your team outperform, outengage, outsell the competition. In other words, to become a smart tribe. Oh, and you'll find these tools super helpful in your personal life too. Let's go. of workers are affected by bullying. Here's what to do about it. Workplace bullying is frighteningly common and takes an enormous toll on our businesses. Research from Judy Blando, University of Phoenix, has proven that almost 75% of employees surveyed had been affected by workplace bullying, whether as a target or as a witness. 75%, that's huge. So what exactly is workplace bullying? Well, the Workplace Bullying Institute defines it thusly. Workplace bullying is repeated, health-harming mistreatment of one or more persons, the targets, by one or more perpetrators. It is abusive conduct that is threatening, humiliating, intimidating, work interfering, Um, It causes sabotage and prevents work from getting done. So one of the main differences between schoolyard bullying and workplace bullying is that it tends to be less physically harmful and more psychological and verbal in nature. It's subtler than schoolyard bullying, but it is quite distinctive from normal workplace stress. So according to Wikipedia, bullying is characterized by repetition. It occurs regularly. Duration, it is enduring, escalation, the aggression increases, and there is a power disparity. The target lacks the power to successfully defend his or herself, and it has attributed intent. So according to the Workplace Bullying Institute, bullying is four times more common than either sexual harassment or racial discrimination on the job. Whoa. So who are the bullies? So here's what you have to understand. The targets of workplace bullying are not the weakest players. The targets of workplace bullying are often the strongest. Whoa, wait a second, let's say that again. The common misconception is that, like schoolyard bullying, the targets of workplace bullying are loners or quote unquote weird, or the people who don't fit in. In fact, the reverse is true. People become targets because something about them is threatening to the bully. Often, they are more skilled, more technically proficient, have a higher IQ or EQ, or people just like them better. They are often workplace veterans who mentor new hires. Sounds like pretty valuable people, huh? So a quote from the Workplace Bullying Institute, right? Research finds and conversations with thousands of targets have confirmed that targets appear to be the veteran or most skilled person in the work group. 
So now the bully tends to be someone who is skilled at manipulating and controlling. But while they see everything as a competition, they do not feel skilled or competent enough to compete on their own merits. Hence, they bully as a futile attempt to feel more powerful. So the bully often works hard to create the perception that they're strong by putting down others, by blaming others. And often the boss of the bully knows the bully is disliked, but thinks that the organization cannot do without them and thus makes allowances. The bully is framed as having a personality conflict. So that's not okay. Let's talk about what bullying is costing your company. So when you, as the leader of an organization, allow bullying to occur, you create at least five problems. Problem number one, the target of the bullying will experience a loss of confidence and an increase in stress that often shows up in health problems. Their performance will decline. They may need more time off to recover. So you have lower performance by at least one person, the target possibly more. Problem number two, by allowing the bullying to continue, you are accepting a toxic culture. You're accepting and endorsing prevalent critter state, fight, flight, freeze, reduced performance and reduced morale. The people witnessing the bullying will have to choose which side to be on. Side with the bully, leave, risk retribution by speaking out, or remain passive and try to stay under the bully's radar. To be non-threatening to the bully, they may have to lower their performance in some way. This is getting more complex, huh? Problem number three. The problem created by tolerating bullying, right, is eventually the target will have no recourse but to leave. Research has shown that the vast majority of targets eventually will leave. Now you've lost a good employee and have all the costs and hassle of a new hire. Problem number four. You have the almost certain guarantee that the cycle will repeat itself. I find that organizations which condone bullying, and remember, doing nothing is condoning it, and have that prevalent critter state also have high employee turnover rates, far less revenue per employee, increased absences, and the list goes on and on. Finally, the fifth problem. You are opening yourself up to potential litigation. While bullying is not, strictly speaking, illegal, it may be connected to a form of harassment or discrimination, which can be subject to litigation. At the least, attention will be taken up in tracking and proving a case. All this from denying bullying. Oh, and let's also add the personal guilt of not protecting one's tribe. Let's talk about how to stop bullying and start boosting more smart state. So workplace bullies can often be hard to detect because they work within the rules of the organization. That means that the solutions lie within the organizational structure. I've been asked to coach several workplace bullies because someone, usually their boss, wanted them to change. The problem with this sort of coaching is that the person themselves doesn't always want to change. The coaching is seen as punishment rather than reward and a path to greater leadership. The reality is that the leadership team is responsible. Bullying cannot happen without approval. Example, oh, that's just how so-and-so is. No, okay? So it's up to you to create an environment that's safe and healthy for the entire team so they can be in their smart state.
connected, aligned, engaged, empowered, innovative. The biggest problem with bullies is that usually somebody higher up likes them, right? I'm sure you've heard it. Oh, so-and-so is great at a party or so-and-so is best pals with the CEO or some other nonsense. So the first step is to figure out the safest way to confront the bully and you're going to need to do your best to get somebody higher up in the org chart. Use the feedback steps, right, to outline the specific behaviors that need to change. And we will make sure we have a feedback frame on the show page. Agree on objective performance measurements, behavior change measurements that you can actually quantify. Make sure the bully transfers their feeling of threat from their target to the organization. Give them specific ways to manipulate and control their own outcomes. Manipulate themselves instead of others. Turn their skills into assets, if possible. If not, they have to go. If you're serious about creating the culture of your dreams, you have to be willing to hire and fire based on your values. I have found that what works best culturally is to focus on creating structures that reward smart state behaviors and discourage punishing and bullying behaviors. This starts with ensuring the confidentiality of anyone reporting bullying behavior and ensuring that there are no reprimands. See, organizational structures, which put the focus on problem solving, which create clear and fair performance markers, work to reduce bullying. Some examples include reward ideas and innovations. Reward people for bringing safety or other problems to leaders' attention. Use structures like Kanban boards, which isolate bottlenecks as workflow issues, and really reduce finger pointing and blame. Implement an internet system where team members can give each other high fives, uh, appreciation, recognition, etc. Make sure any performance measuring systems you're using are fair and objective and reward what you were actually interested in achieving. For example, one client was rewarding employees for quantity, but not measuring quality. And our assessment found that their high performers were actually the ones creating the problems. Remember, stopping bullying begins with you. To what are you really committed? On the show page, you'll see all the links to the resources we mentioned today infographic on the feedback frame, how to give feedback, and of course, all the research on bullying. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks for joining me on this episode. Every listen, every share, every review helps others form their own smart tribes where teams are engaged, happy, and optimally performing. Together, you and I can help millions of people crack the behavior code in their organizations, families, and communities. I invite you to take two minutes and head over to smarttribesinstitute.com to discover more about how to form a smart tribe. See you there and please tell your friends.